step right up it's nailed a halo by halo journey through the music of nine inch nails i'm blake i'm jessica and this is the wrap-up of the with teeth era it's the end of an era jess we made it through another one i'm always proud of us gotta make these eras shorter somehow (laughs) don't worry they they get a little short yeah they start being condensed in the end of the aughts it gets real packed in but took us a while so we're just gonna what tie up loose ends and then also oh this is also the fourth nail bag this is a twofer episode Mm -hmm. so not only we're gonna wrap up the with teeth era we're gonna read listener emails and respond Mm -hmm. maybe we'll do both at once maybe Is there anything you wanted to get into before we jump into the emails? Uh, do you have any news, first of all? So everything is in the news today. Uh, we have a Fortnite alert. Heads up, heads up. There are new playable songs in Fortnite Festival, which is kind of like rock band, but in Fortnite. And you can play guitar, bass, drums, and vocals Weirdly enough, even though there's no mic for singing in, or any instruments for that matter. But on two new songs, shush, Oscar, Less Than and March of the Pigs. Fuck yeah. March of the Pigs, not, March of the Pigs is weird because the weird time signature it's hard to play, but I wasn't surprised because I'm pretty sure it was on a previous rock band mm-hmm. incarnation, and that's why I had stems for it that were downloadable. Wasn't this version a little different, though? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, they made uh, they made a custom Fortnite version where they added a it's it's the album version of the song like normal, although the mix is weird because of the way they mess with the stems for the gameplay but then on the end is tacked on the all the pigs all lined up outro like they do live though it kind of seems like it's something new it's not it's not that track from the march of the pig single it's not that it's something that's newer and it has a newer vocal that sounds like a live trend vocal don't know from what show i think someone looked and it was not the same vocal as beside you in time but they took you're staring off into space she's having a lot of sake okay (laughs) Okay, i've had like two little cups just chill i'm probably with all this gamer talk i'm probably boring her to death but look i'm a gamer now i don't know if they got trent to go in there and trent and atticus made this new bespoke fortnite ending spoke but it he didn't go in there and sing new vocals. It's like younger Trent live vocals. No clue what era. Uh, someone probably knows out there. But it, it's cool to hear because it's something we haven't heard before. And you get to play it. And you also get to play some really goofy stuff that they added, like U2. <laughs> um, can't remember what else. Stuff you wouldn't expect. What else was on there? I think there was a lot of like Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah, but there was some stuff that was not in the zeitgeist, like old and weird. Now I already forgot. Uh, uh, Tim Buckley, <laughs> Song of the Siren. T- 
Who's Tim Buckley? Jeff Buckley? No, Jeff Buckley's dad is Tim Buckley. Tim oh. Buckley was like a folk singer. Okay. And he also died young. It's one of those things. Youngish, hmm. I think. All in the 27 Club. Uh, hold on. I'm just making that up. No, I'm, I need to check to see. Okay, I could be right. What if like father likes I think he's a little weird. bit older though. I don't think he was like, okay, he was, uh, Tim Buckley was 28, so very young. And Jeff. 28, so I was really close with 27. Jeff was 30, club. so he was a little bit older than his That's dad, still kinda but still close, young. Kind of close to 27, the deadliest year. Um, so that's Fortnite. No news with Hideo Kojima and what game he's doing. Although, well, he did, he did announce Death Stranding 2. Uh, no score by Reznor and Ross. Um, so that wasn't it. And then he started posting a bunch of Depeche Mode album art. I think that was just because I Brian know why it was. Died. Yeah. yeah the, and that old, art slaps. Yeah. It's really cool art. And R.I.P. to Brian Griffin, the dog from Family Guy. <laughs> she wants to kill me right now. <laughs> There's so many, so many gamers out there right now who think that joke is so funny. Okay, I think that's all the Nine Inch News. Yay. Yay, it's over. Are we going to dive into emails? I don't know. Do we want to dive into emails and just kind of... Uh... Just kind of riff. Yeah, let's do that, yeah. and then we can. Uh, but there are things we want include to include our thoughts as we go. Because there's a performance we forgot to talk about, and we want to give our final thoughts on with teeth and stuff. Having a few weeks to look back, see if we reassess or if we stick with our seven point fives or whatever we gave it. I thought we didn't rate it. We don't, but sometimes it's fun to rate. <laughs> So we can choose whether or not we want to re-rate it. Um, okay. Can I dive into this first email? Sure. This one is from JD. And I, I might have, I hope I didn't already read it because JD sent us, this is, I'm going uh, oldest to newest in emails. This is way back in the summer. <laughs> and JD sent us, uh, oh, yeah, I, I believe it was JD who sent us the uh, DFA version two of the hand that feeds that we listened to on the show. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was thanks to him that we had that file because he actually has the disc that we couldn't find anyone else that had it. And he showed us his collection and it's a whole lot of shit. You see it there? I've seen it. Yeah. I mean, some long boxes, uh, further down the spiral, uh, that circular tin mm -hmm. pointing out some highlights here, the, uh, ghosts box set and, uh, other cool stuff it would be cool to see the fist fuck box. <laughs> Remember that, mm -hmm. uh, way more than we could ever dream to have. So I guess I'll read this and hoping I didn't already read it back then, but it's been, it's been months and my mind has been wiped. JD said, Blake and Jessica, thank you so much for what you're creating. I can't imagine the time and effort that this takes. It really is appreciated. 
I have been a Nin fan for 25-ish years and have been collecting Nin CDs. That's about also how long I've been a fan. You've been a fan for longer, right? Not much longer. Yeah, mine's almost exactly at 25 years. Uh, been collecting Nin CDs for nearly the same time. Around two years ago, I had open heart surgery. Oh, God. The doctor said the best exercise I could do was to walk. I didn't have the energy or the will most days. I became very lonely and withdrawn because I was off work and very isolated from friends. Then I discovered your podcast and started listening while walking on a treadmill. Soon I was clocking in 30 and 40 minutes. And then soon three hours when <laughs> he listened to our uh, broken episode. No, that's not in there. I know you have joked in the past that your podcast isn't anything special, but it is to me. You don't know this, but I couldn't have healed without your help. Well, okay, that's literally too kind. <laughs> there's no way, there's no way we we healed you, but maybe, maybe in some little way. It's very flattering, though. Um, thank you so much, says JD. Here's a link to the ultra rare DFA remixes. Uh, let's see, attached the photos of his collection and yeah i sent an email back uh saying how much that meant uh that's very extremely one of the nicest uh things i've ever heard as far as feedback on the podcast what about you jess yeah thank you i'm glad we could cure your condition <laughs> what <laughs> Nothing. This podcast is nothing short of miraculous. <laughs> no, it's too, it's too so flattering. I can't wrap my head around it. So that means a lot. What do we got next, Jess? Uh, I think Luke. Yes. Okay. Here we go. Dear Blake and Jess, love the podcast. You guys are the perfect blend of informative and entertaining. And I think it's great. I can't imagine cooking dinner without Blake's clips corner going in the background. <laughs> Whenever you guys get around to another Nailback episode, I think I have an entertaining how I got into Nin story for you. I was born in 2002. Aw. Baby alert. <laughs> so, IDK, if that makes me the youngest Nin fan here, this is the complete opposite from a veteran's perspective regardless. I was introduced to Nin by my mom. <laughs> We're seeing this more and more. Why can't my mom have been cool? Like Our parents are in their late 60s. <laughs> it's... It's mathematically listen, impossible. I was born, my mom was 25 when she had me around there. Still could have been cool. That's young. Anyway. Yeah, but our Instead, parents' she generation was like, just wasn't cool. I love Cinderella and hair metal. <laughs> my parents would, wouldn't even touch that, so. And on car trips, it was always like the Carpenters and well, my, whatever Monica wanted to listen to. My mom liked to. the Carpenters. That doesn't really jive with hair metal, but but why not? People can like varied things. Whenever I was a kid, though, I hated the Carpenters. Like, I just thought mm. it was the cheesiest. It's like when I was, you know, just a shitty kid. Now you understand they're good. They're okay. <laughs> but Karen they was a Karen was a gem. Karen was, let's face it, the good Carpenter. <laughs> okay. Anyway, when I was about 12 or 13 years old, which is between fifth and sixth grade, if I remember right... As both of my parents were trying to keep my interest in playing music, 
And my mom thought I would like this song called Got Money by Nin. <laughs> Got Money. I love that one too. <laughs> Me too. Head Like a Hole is still her favorite Nin song and still calls it that. And she still calls it that. <laughs> it's probably because it's the only song she remembers, but I digress. I thought he was saying Got Money at first as well, like the first time I ever heard it. G-O-T money. Yeah, I think I did too. I think I talked about that on the episode. Anyway. Since hearing Head Like a Hole for the first time, I was instantly hooked, and Nin has been my favorite band ever since. By my freshman year of high school, Nin was headlining Friday Night of Riot Fest in Chicago, Cold Black and Infinite tour, and naturally this is something I had to go see. Only problem is, I'm 14 at the time, so I need a parent to go with me. After some convincing, my mom agreed to go with me to see Nin live for the first time. Okay. That must have been cool. When I was 14, Couldn't my mom... Also, would not let me go to a concert by myself. And I remember I was obsessed with Bush. And they had already come once to Springfield um, to Remington's, which is a much smaller, not Remington's, I'm sorry. Um, How old were you? I would have been 13 the first time they came. And it was at the smaller club downtown, that Reg- the Regency. They're not letting kids that young into these places, at, at the very least. But wait, I'm not done. Okay. So they came back later that year, and they were much bigger. Like mm-hmm. their their album had blown up, and they were playing at the Shrine Mosque. Mm. And that's an all ages show. It's not a mm. tiny bar or a tiny club. Mm-hmm. And I begged my mom to go, and she's like, "Listen, I'm old. I'm not taking you to a rock concert. <laughs> but you're not going by yourself because your sister's best friend Autumn said everyone there just smokes weed and pops pills at every concert." Oh and I was God. just like, "Oh dear God." Number one, I've never been given free drugs. So I don't know where parents get this idea that your kid is just going to be in high school and someone's going to hand them like a a big bag of Coke or something that never happens. Anyway, um, so uh, my friend Erica was also obsessed with Bush and we begged her. Her dad finally agreed to take us and it was really embarrassing because – I don't know. I just I didn't have a dad, and he was always like right there, like right behind us, and I was just I hated it. <laughs> mm. But I just tried to ignore it, and I tried to like get in the pit, but he wouldn't let me. <laughs> Jeez, because <laughs> I was just trying to get close to Gavin. Anyway, that's my thirteen or fourteen story. So let's see how. Uh, there's okay. much more to it, but let's see how this one ends for Luke. Okay. Um, also, for context, my mom is only familiar with Pretty Hate Machine Nin, and she barely paid any attention to PHM either, as far as I understand. So she really just, like, got money. Yeah. Um, I cannot express in words how awkward it was for my 14-year-old self, who was completely obsessed and knows all the lyrics to every song, including Closer, <laughs> by heart, to hear Nin live for the first time right next to my mother. Yeah, that'd be awkward. I don't know if this is a podcast-worthy anecdote, but if it is, I'm sure one of you can read it in an entertaining way. Well, <laughs> well we just did, so too late. <laughs> kind regards luke thank you luke um thanks luke sorry it took so long to get to it yeah and also uh i'm in the also 14 and had but it wasn't even my parent it was my friend's parent anyway i know your awkwardness can't believe your friend's dad wouldn't let you get in the pit I said it was too violent uh he was also afraid because i mean people did like smoke pot and stuff at those shows and he was like I smell pot. And at the time, I I don't think I'd ever smelled pot before. So I was like, whoa, what's it yeah. smell like? <laughs> like, is it that weird smell that I'm smelling? But yeah. Okay. Also, I think him, he was, uh, I didn't know he was a biker, but he was a biker dude. And he was dressed like in the tightest jeans. Oh, no. And like had like a, 
like a do rag on his head, and I thought, and like an earring and stuff, and I thought he was trying to be cool. I didn't understand that he was a biker dad. So that you was just, wear your earring to the concert. That was just his look. Like he was just a biker dad. It's trying. To, it's trying kind of hard to be cool, though. It could have been a little bit of both, but. I mean, being a biker is trying to be cool. That. I mean, aren't right? we all just trying to be cool? I guess. I am. And I'm failing miserably. <laughs> I'm succeeding. <laughs> well, I'm glad you are. Thank you, Luke. We have one from Daisy, and this is the. Uh, she dug up a old, old negative review that I told you about. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, not of with teeth. Uh, I'll just read this. Hey, nailed. Picked up an old copy of Melody Maker, 11th June 1994, at Spitalfields Market in London. Had a really interesting review of Closer I had to share. Okay, just reviewing the song, Closer. I don't think she's a fan. Also, there's an awesome ad. Hope you had a lovely Christmas. Really enjoyed the With Teeth Era episodes, Daisy. We had a fine Christmas, thank you. Um, And she included some... Photos from the old Melody Maker. Uh, Okay, this review is so brief. (laughs) Nine Inch Nails, closer. You let me violate you. You let me desecrate you. It's just quoting the lyrics. You let Mm -hmm. me penetrate you. Uh, Dot, dot, dot. I want to F star, star, star. You like an animal. I want to feel you from the inside. Nice one, dick nail. You make me want to puke. <laughs> There's a whole song called Dick Nail. Really? Because mm-hmm. I asked Daisy, I was like, what is Dick Nail? Is that like British slang? I've never heard that insult in my life. Dick Nail? Mm-hmm. So, but I, I guess it's a thing. If it's a whole song, how's the whole song go? You want me to play it? No. Oh, okay. I don't even know if it's on Spotify because I think... The only time I've ever heard it was on My Body, The Hand Grenade, which I think anyway, it's not, I don't think that's streaming. Hold on. Is it about a guy with a scrawny dick or something? (laughs) Yes, that's what it's about. It's about a guy with a scrawny dick. It looks like in the same magazine, there's a full page ad for the closer single in contrast to the bad review. That's, it's, uh, looks pretty cool. Full page of the... Spiral Millipede artwork, closer, new single, 2X CD, and 2X 12-inch, 60 minutes of music, eight brand new mixes, coming June 6th, 94. From TVT and Island, which is who distributed them in Yield UK. Okay, sorry, I was looking at um, Genius to see if they... Uh, define dick nail. Okay. They don't. Oh, okay. But dick nail is uh, uh it's it's a rough song. I'm just gonna say that. I believe you. Okay. Um. Oh, and Daisy, Daisy emailed back. There's also an interview with Trent here. The blonde wig is an inter- interesting choice. I guess this is where the kind of blonde Marilyn Monroe wig photo <laughs> the shoot wigged out originated. <laughs> yeah, it says wigged out. And yeah, it's got the the weird Marilyn Monroe esque in a wig interview. I don't know the content of it though, but now I know where that weird photo shoot comes from. Uh, I mean, 
It could have been a different magazine and they just used the photos. I don't know. No clue. Um, or a different shoot. I don't know. Um, okay. Thank you, Daisy. Thank you, Daisy. That was cool. Okay. Uh, this one is from Jody. Hey, Blake, Jess, and Oscar. Oscar is actually not in the room, even though you heard him <laughs> meowing loudly earlier. Mm-hmm. He's not here right now. Love this era. I will say I'm a little disappointed that you didn't talk about Meathead and his commentary, which really came into its own during this era. The bulk of the jokes and references were from Awitha Tita. I'd still love it if you could track him down to talk to him. And We talked oh, a little bit about him. And we watched the uh, Meathead Every Day is Exactly, exactly the, the Same animated mm-hmm. video on the episode about music videos, I believe. Yeah. And... I'm jealous of everyone that got Sunspots live during the 2022 tour. That had to be on par with seeing the Perfect Drug live the first time in 2018. Yeah, that'd be be mind-blowing. Anyway, love you guys and talk to you soon. See y'all in year zero. Yeah. We will see you in year zero. Uh, Yeah, there's just so much to talk about that it, it does become hard trying to narrow it down. And... uh. So I'm sorry we didn't dedicate a lot of time to Meathead. There are things that we could always come back to um, in the future, though. And who knows? Maybe we'll have a whole Meathead up. You never know. Never know. I doubt he'll talk to us. What if Meathead is Trent Reznor? What if? I was more of a fragile era Meathead fan. That's my era. Okay, thank you, Jody. We have another nail bag submission from Caleb. Caleb says, Hey, you fucking pigs. Oi, that was a bit aggressive. Well, it worked for Trent. Just wanted to reach out and say how happy I am to have found Nailed. Your show has been such a great source of knowledge and entertainment over the past year I've been listening, and it's been so wonderful to know that there's other people who are as obsessed with Nine Inch Nails as I am. Thank you. Also, thank you for also being part of the Caroline Polachek, mm-hmm. Taylor Swift, Charlie XEX, Dua Lipa, mm-hmm. Sky Ferreira, pop girly fanboy part of the Nin fandom. There are dozens of us. Dozens. <laughs> now, that's one of the best things I've read in, in a listener email in a very long time. I'm glad yes someone else loves Caroline as much as I do. We stand the pop girlies. I was wondering what the hell I would write about for Nailbag, but I realized I can do the lazy thing and send you a bit of an essay I wrote about Nine Inch Nails for my substack last year for Trent's birthday. A substack? Shameless plug. Goodmorningcaptain.substack.com. Sure, I'll plug it. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I don't know how substack works. Do you? Um, I think you subscribe to it. <laughs> It's like a blog that it kind of is, yeah. I think so, and I think uh, some are uh, paid. Yeah. So I've heard of that. Yeah. Okay. If it's too long, feel free to cut the more meandering parts. Okay, I will. I'm pretty sure I first heard about Nine Inch Nails from The Simpsons. Ooh, Homer refers to them as a no-name band, (laughs) and he realizes all his favorite bands are in the oldies section. Yeah, that was a good scene with the fake. Nine Inch Nails poster. Wasn't there also like a Sonic Youth and yeah. uh, Son- Smashing Pumpkins the other? Were those the three no-name bands? I think it was just Sonic Youth and Nin who oh. got the no-name treatment. Sorry. Smashing Pumpkins. They definitely guessed they, they it they on were that in, episode. Yeah, they were yeah. in it later. 
and I think we theorized that they maybe they wanted Nen to be in there as well, but he said no. That would be my guess. Because Sonic Youth showed up. But I think they had wanted Hole, too, and there was something there. I think Sonic Youth are like, we're not going to do it if <laughs> we love I don't Dang. remember. I don't Sounds remember. right. I didn't really get into them until early high school. My friend and bandmate Noah had a poster of Trent in his bedroom where we would rehearse. Here's a video of us covering Operation Ivy. Ooh. Uh, let's just take a look. This looks like uh, looks like they're at a looks like a school talent show setting, like on a stage at a school. Hold on. But I don't. Ac- Sorry, I started know. playing it. Okay. It's a battle of the bands. Okay, that makes sense. That's what it says on the little little thing. Okay. He's right though. The pixels are the size of watermelons in this. Yeah. I can't tell because the pixels are the, in the video are the size of watermelons, but I'm wearing a nine inch nail shirt that I made myself. Ooh, I wish I could see that. Thanks to an iron on printer paper kit that I bought at Michael's. We also had some iron on sheets um, in the nineties and it looked like shit when you try. <laughs> uh, in my household, we were never able to make anything that didn't look like total shit. I think the only time I've ever used iron on anything was, uh, I made a muggle t-shirt when I worked at Barnes & Noble to wear oh. one of our Harry Potter midnight things. So I just ironed. It doesn't matter. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I remember that poster very clearly. It didn't have the band name, just the iconic logo and a picture of Trent glowering at the camera. Is that how you say that word? Glowering? Glowering? You know what it means. Framing his face with leather gloves. Who could forget that? Something about the photo fascinated me, and it was the spark that got me to finally listen to Nin. Looking back, I can see exactly what fascinated me clear as day. I totally had a crush on Trent Reznor. Just look at that picture. He's a total dreamboat. With enough of that bad boy thing that, let's face it, almost everybody finds attractive. I'm mostly attracted to the gloves, but that's just my personal (laughs) kink. And the fishnets. Yeah, I don't know if you see fishnets in this. Which, okay, which photo or which poster are we talking about? This was the one in his friend's room. Is it the one with like the purple backdrop? My guess backdrop? is it would be, oh, oh I don't, in the a really, Joseph Coltis photo? Yeah. I don't know. It could be that or it could be. Um, oh, he's framing his hands with his leather gloves and he's it like, could, it's I think it's more wish era. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a black and white wish era poster yeah more broken era. where he's kind of kneeling maybe that's the one either way same same kinky idea um okay okay of course being unaware of my bisexuality at the time it didn't quite register i just thought huh there's something about this band i should further investigate it don't you love that when mm-hmm. you, an artist comes along and you're like they're so interesting i want to check out this New singer, she seems so interesting. And and really, it's just you think she's extremely hot and the music is like uh, uh, an uh, afterthought. (laughs) Okay. You've had that experience with dudes and bands your whole life. Bush, what is Bush other than a, a a pretty boy... With like some Nirvana knockoff music. How dare you? Get out of here. Get the fuck out of my studio. Just saying. 
but hey, the, this is why Nin is so appealing and has such long-lasting appeal. A very hot man with music to back it up, like the talent to back up the looks that that few people in history have had. Does that sound fair? Sure. <laughs> what? I I don't know. I just think that a part of being a rock or pop star is that you kind of have to be good looking. So, yeah. but I guess you don't necessarily have to have the talent that Reznor has. So, I mean, here I Now it's way more true. I guess it was always true, but now it's way Well, there's that theory, well, I mean, it's not a theory, it's true, right? Like Steve Miller band totally yeah. lost momentum whenever videos became a thing because there were a lot they of, just weren't a video. They weren't like a videogenic yeah. band, I guess you could say. A lot of bands that happened. That happened to a lot of bands. A lot of dumpy guys in bands in the 70s, I will say. Okay, I have to I have to read this. One of my favorite things to do in high school was go to my local record stores and see what Nen singles and remixes they had. Hey, I love doing that too. Imports, etc. I loved how different the remixes sounded compared to the original and I found out about a lot of musicians I now adore by seeking them out after hearing how they interpreted these songs. I first heard LP, the DFA, and Saul Williams on their remixes, and I'm so glad I did. Even more than just the music, each Nin physical release had such a carefully considered visual aesthetic, and I loved poring over the artwork, the liner notes, even the CD or record itself. If you touched their 2007 album Year Zero, the ink on the CD would change color from the warmth of your fingers, leaving white fingerprints on the black surface. How cool is that? What you're That's not cool. aware of is that Reznor was just trying to get everyone's fingerprints. and Yeah. Uh, Talk about surveillance state. Yeah. He was doing it to us. Yeah. That's what you guys don't know. It was cool, though. I loved playing with that CD, and I was, like, in my 20s. <laughs> I feel very grateful that I got into Nine Inch Nails when I did. My first impression of Trent Reznor wasn't of some young hellraiser who could burn out at any moment, but as a man who had gone through hell and come out the other side, not unscathed, but altogether okay. And that meant a lot to me. When I was listening to Nin during tough times, I could think to myself, there's a brighter side to be reached. Trent Reznor felt this way, and he made it through, too. And when I listen to Nin while everything is okay, I reflect on how we have to go through these emotions to truly appreciate joy. Last year, I got to see Nine Inch Nails live in Philly for the first time in almost a decade. It was amazing to see how diverse and varied the Nin fan base is. There were kids, parents, teenagers, seniors, and every race, demographic, gender identity, and sexuality present. A great big goth melting pot. <laughs> Yeah, th that's true. Every kind of identity, people of, of every color and age, but you have to be a goth or they don't let you in. <laughs> that's the one rule. 100 Gex opened, thoroughly confusing about a third of the crowd and overjoying everyone else. I'd be in the latter half. Jealous that you got to see that. Nin played a set with a lot of deep cuts I never thought I'd hear live. And all that could have been happiness and slavery, home. And I left the show sweaty, exhilarated, and unbelievably happy. Hey, I was those things, but it was sweaty from walking stairs, <laughs> not from being in the pit. There was no pit. The vibes were shared by everyone there. 
I don't think I've ever seen so many smiling, happy faces during such an intense concert. One image sticks in my mind from that night. A dad hoisted his baseball cap-wearing son onto his shoulders for almost the entire set, and they both looked equally excited, singing along to every word. One of the few pictures I took that night captured this moment. It is a cool picture that uh, that Cal sent along. It's like just all this red light and black silhouette of the crowd, and you see the looks like a small boy with a baseball cap silhouette of his head poking up above the crowd. It's very nice. So thank you, Trent. Thank you for introducing me to industrial music, my own bisexuality, so many amazing collaborators, and for showing me that there is always hope. Thanks, guys. Keep absolutely killing it with the podcast, and give Oscar a big kiss on the top of the head for me. Take it easy, Cal. I will kiss him on the head and get furry lips like I do every time I do that. <laughs> I'll kiss him on the head, and I'll even sing a little song. I sing little songs to Oscar all the time. He is not oh. ever impressed when I tell him he's mm. my beautiful baby boy. <laughs> I do that too. Yeah. Thank you I very much, Caleb. That was Yes. Good. I don't mind reading an essay at all. I enjoyed it. It gives us content that we don't have to write. How amazing is that? It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We know the person that this next one's from. Yeah, it's from our friend Mark. Uh, Mark, I okay, I got to plug Mark again. Mm-hmm. Mark has an accordion Nin covers album, and he does, he's doing all sorts of accordion covers. Mm-hmm. But he has an album of Nin covers on accordion called The Great Bellow, and I... Mixed it. I was the mix engineer. I was lucky enough I got to do that, and it was mm-hmm. fun. So go it was look, cool. look that up on Spotify go under look it up. Galvanatrix. Mm-hmm. And you can also uh, – I don't know if he still has them available, but there were some cool T-shirts that he sold, yeah. and they were also kind of health-inspired if you're a fan of the band Health. <laughs> were they health-inspired? Well, the back of the shirt said like um, – was it sad accordion for oh, horny people yeah. or something? That's funny. Yeah. yeah. After they got my shirt, I have it. Um, but yeah, this is from Mark. Dear Mixmaster Blake, shirt impress Jessica. <laughs> meow, 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 Oscar, meow. <laughs> I owe a lot to the With Teeth album. It's the album that solidified my fandom. I remember weeks after purchase, driving down the street, screaming, there is no you, there is only Mia. (laughs) Mia. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, sorry. At the top of my lungs, angrily, it had been a while since I'd expressed and released such strong emotions, and somehow Trent did it effortlessly, better than my therapist. Hmm. Sometimes music therapy is what we need. Mm Mm-hmm. I purchased a Beside You in Time DVD and blew out my speaker showing a friend the March of the Pigs performance. (laughs) It was worth it. Those speakers sucked anyway. Still my favorite concert DVD to this day. I blew out my speakers playing March of the Pigs on Fortnite, so I understand your pain. Wait, you did? No. (laughs) I was like, I don't remember that. No. I thought it would be a goofy. Yeah, well, you know what? Every time I blot out my speakers in my car, it's because I'm playing Paul's Boutique too loud. So I just don't allow that in my car anymore. Yeah. Sorry, I had to touch up my sake there. Sorry, (laughs) Mark. 
Later, out of COVID boredom, I ended up picking up my accordion again, and right where it belongs was the fifth song I learned. I still play it weekly, and my ma jams to it on ukulele. Aww. Ooh, family band. <laughs> now, if I could only perform a bellow shake for Beside You in Time. <laughs> he keeps writing Besides You in Time, and I think it's throwing you off. You guys are great. Bomb.com CD-ROM. Fantastic <laughs> job on the podcast. My happy place is on the Discord. Folks considering joining the Patreon should. Okay, hold on. Let's see if I can get this. He's scatting, I think, towards the end. It says, skib itty doo fizz fizz woot <laughs> I don't know what that means. What is that? <laughs> skibbity doo fizz fizz woot Mark must be high as hell. <laughs> Um, Mark oh. also one time sent Oscar some, um, I mean, I don't know if this is legal or not, but he sent some catnip via the mail mm. from Mr. Kit Kat, his cat. And Oscar about tore that bag open. Yeah. And there was a note from Mr. Kit Kat that said, hell yeah, Oscar, get blown. <laughs> so. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway. Thank you, Mark. Uh, always. Only uh, someone as old as we are would say something like bomb.com CD-ROM. For all the kids, that used to mean something. <laughs> People used to say the bomb. That's the bomb.com. That was back when .com was new mm-hmm. and we thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Okay. One thing I think is really funny that you never, ever see anymore was when Garbage released their album version 2.0. A lot of their T-shirts had the full <laughs> oh, address. HTTP. Yes, on the back of the T-shirts. Colon. I really want one just to have one. That's crazy. I know it's insane. Yeah. www.garbage.com. <laughs> yeah, the, but it had the whole HTTP. Yeah, it was weird. The complete uh, website address. They should let's bring that back. Yeah, I think we should start doing that again. I think we should too. HTTPS because it's a secure site. Mm-hmm. Colon. Mm-hmm. Forward slash forward slash www.nailedpod.com. That's our next t shirt. It makes itself. It's awesome. All right. Okay. Thank you, Mark. The next one is from Chad. Chad says Hi, Jess and Blake. Really enjoyed the With Teeth era shows and wanted to credit you for changing how I think about and now listen to that album. In general, with Teeth has been one of my least favorite Nin albums, but I've still listened to it hundreds of times and saw them on the With Teeth tour here in Philadelphia. I usually listen to Nin albums all the way through, but With Teeth was different, and I found myself not listening to the back, uh, back end, to the back third, the final third, very often. That has now completely changed thanks to your breakdown of those songs, and in fact, now believe the last four songs are the best part of the album. They are. (laughs) Especially when considered in the light of the bleed-through lens. So thanks again for opening my mind to new appreciations and understanding of something that I had thought for years that I knew really well. Well, that's cool that we could change. You were missing out uh, if you were skipping the back third. You know, I mean, we'll get to this when we do our wrap up, but I got to say, I also kind of changed my perspective on the album a little bit. So I did a bit. I maybe we can talk about some overall perspectives uh, since we're on the topic. But 
it didn't become my favorite Nen album. Well, it stayed one of my lesser favorites, but I still like the majority of it. Here's the thing is prior to doing research and starting to prepare for with teeth, I was really not looking forward to this era at all. It was yeah. the era where I just kind of thought that I was over it. Jess was just like, ugh. <laughs> and I was really dreading having to listen to it a ton because I knew I'd have to and think about it and write about it and research it. Like, it just did not seem like fun at all. <laughs> um <laughs> I was really dreading it, and I tried to just remain as open-minded and um, as objective as possible, I guess. And, you know, previously, before researching and really listening to this album uh, with a more open mind, I never really had the desire to listen to anything off of With Teeth. I mean, even... You know, the hand that feeds. I was like, eh, it's fine. Mm -hmm. um, but lately I found myself, just the other day, I was like, you know what? I kind of want to listen to With Teeth. Mm. Which is weird because I just, it was never an album that I wanted to listen to by Nine Inch Nails or gravitated to yeah. ever. Well, you like skipped it entirely because you just weren't plugged in. No, I had With Teeth. Oh, I skipped year zero and the slip oh, and ghosts. Okay. Like I missed that whole era, that whole time period, which is disappointing to me because I fucking love year That's zero. That's when the aughts get good. <laughs> IMO. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I just, I just was not looking forward to this. And I have to say that my perspective on it has changed a lot. It's still not my favorite Halo or my favorite album, but I like it a lot more than I did before. And it's definitely that last third that really kind of converted me more towards this album. Yeah, I gained more appreciation. I already liked the the last several songs, but I like them even more now. And I like how they all go together. Mm -hmm. Whereas the rest of the album does not flow as a, uh, like one piece, like the fragile and downward spiral do. Um, and I I saw it for a while. I saw it as like this is the like polished pop rock version of Nin, and that's why it's not my favorite album. And when we got into actually doing the podcast on it and tearing apart the uh, the tracks, I don't really see it as all that polished, except for the hand that feeds, which still seems really polished, but. It's not polished, but it is. I don't know. <laughs> when you look, <laughs> it at, is weird to describe. When you look yeah. at the pieces or listen to the pieces by themselves, it's dirty and doesn't seem all that polished. But together, they're just this. It's a, again some of the parts stuff going on, as always is the case with this band. But we ended up with a way different product this time. That. Largely thanks to Dave Grohl's drums and just live drumming in general makes this a different feel. It's just, it's a standout. It stands out as being so different in the Nin discography because it sounds like a rock band playing, not the whole time, but much of the time, where their other albums don't sound like that at all. But I, my opinion hasn't changed that it's like, 
it's a transitional album where Trent himself changed. He didn't know what he was going to be music-wise from then on out, and he was trying something different out. And then he went on, he went in a different direction from yeah. what he had been doing in the 90s, an entirely different direction. And With Teeth is like the transition, part of that transition period. Mm-hmm. They never went back to sounding like With Teeth, obviously. But it was like trying stuff out, if that makes sense. It does, yeah. It's, it's very... Uh, it's like a good, it's, it's a starting point to the latter right. era of the rest men. of the yeah. career yeah. is the first day of the rest of your life type album. <laughs> Although I am learning that I'm a nineties stand through and through mm. now that there's still time for that to be changed when we get into the latter day nine inch nails. Really? But with teeth has me going, yeah, I dig a lot of this, but, I I now understand I am such a 90s fanboy. I simp so hard for the 90s output. <laughs> mm. I mean, it's, it's just unimpeachable. Broken, TDS, and fragile. And all the little singles in there that kick major ass as well that aren't part of the albums, like Perfect Drug and Burn and shit. So good, the 90s. Not sure it can be topped. But we'll see, I guess. There's a lot going on in the late aughts. So, next, do you want me to do the next one? Yeah. Guys, this sake. Sake hitting. <laughs> when that sake hits. Uh, this one is from Resner Audio. What's Hello, up? Nailed Fam. I hope you're all doing well. Yes, Oscar, too. He is doing great. Thanks for asking. Uh, just sending in a last minute entry for the Nailed Bag. I want to thank you guys for another wonderful album series of episodes. With Teeth is not only my favorite in an album, but my favorite album of any artist. Whoa. Nice. That's some high praise. People are usually surprised when I tell them, but The Fragile is the best Nin album. With Teeth is just my personal favorite. It was the first Nin record I heard all the way through. My mom would play the CD in the car a ton back in 2005. How does mom everyone again. get cool moms? These, these these kids are young. I My mom know. just listening to Poison. Open up and say, ah, that album. Look it up. It's the name of an album. Gross. <laughs> My mom would play the CD in the car a ton back in 2005. I was around nine years old Dang. or so. Oh my gosh, little beepy. And I thought it was really good even at a young age. Sunspots, All the Love in the World, and Every Day is Exactly the Same were some of her favorites. And so I think they became mine for that reason. All the Love in the World is my favorite Nin song. I think it's brilliant. Mm. It definitely has some of Trent's best vocal performances, and the lyrics are very relatable. I'm glad I at least got to catch them perform it during the CBI 2018 Irving show. That'd be cold, black, and infinite. Uh, But would love to experience it again. Anyway, thanks for reading. I'm looking forward to Year Zero stuff. Thanks, Resner Audio. Good to hear from you as usual. Yeah, thank you so much. And I do want to know how everyone got such cool moms. They were born in a different time than us. That's right. I know. I know. And the people born with without cool moms or cool parents, I guess they're not ending up in the Nin fandom. So, like, 
if their parents liked lame music, we're not going to hear from them because they're often like the Imagine Dragons fandom or something. That's not true necessarily. My mom listened to lame music and I'm here. You just oh, have to okay. find your own path. True. I think this is the last one from our pal Tim. And thank you for the vinyl again, Tim. Tim sent us some vinyl and a nice Christmas card. Oscar, Jess, and Blake. Been a while. Hope all is well in the new year, even though we all know it's the same old nonsense. Unless you're still in your 20s, then you still probably have that damn ray of hope that will soon come crashing down. Harsh, but true. It's true. With Teeth is fine. It's a nice collection of songs. With that being said, it is the album I listen to least. I hadn't listened to it until recently after your shows about it. I'm at the point, if they play The Hand That Feeds live, I cringe. Not that it's bad, it's just taking up space in a set list, and I don't need to hear it anymore. Yeah, I guess uh, if you are fortunate enough to see Nin on like every tour, uh, then I could see. Yeah, I, I got bad news for you, though. There's no, there's no shows where it's not played, <laughs> as Tim is well aware, because Tim yeah. been to a lot more shows than we have. With T's live tours were awesome. To this day, I've never seen a better version of Burn live at the Hammerstein on the club tour. And they played MSG uh, for the stadium tour, and that's always a treat. Oh, Madison Square Garden. That burn did kick ass. All the Love in the World, which they started playing live a few years ago, was a huge disappointment for me. The live version just doesn't translate. I need to go listen to that, probably on tension. So I'm curious how they pulled that off. It was great seeing sunspots at Red Rocks, but he really needed to sing up. He really needed to sing up at the end, not take it down, and I didn't think that was great. Since you were there, I'm going to assume you know what I'm talking about. Okay, sunspots. Uh, yeah, his voice has to go, or on the record, goes high. Mm-hmm. A lot of high notes to hit at the end. A lot of falsetto. Uh, at this age, he's he's not going up high as much. He is uh, doing look lower versions of things. That's a young man's game. Yeah, <laughs> high notes are are young young man's game. Uh, it may not be physically possible anymore. Finally, I don't have much about this album. The song Home is fine, but it is certainly not an opener. It is kind of weird to open with that. I was cursed to see them open with that twice. Wave goodbye and with Jane's addiction. And to this day, I still don't get it. And now that I'm thinking about it, Home isn't fine. It kind of sucks for me. It It's nice to hear an uh, alternative opinion because we mostly just hear glowing praise for Home. And I think it's pretty good but i'm not as gaga for it as as everyone else but tim here i think it doesn't like it at all usually the younger folk who love home yeah if i if i uh think about our discord and the people who like are the biggest home stands they tend to be like younger fans well i have the weird opinion that the last two-thirds of home are great and i'm not a fan of the high whiny guitar at the beginning which i know uh People aren't going to like that opinion. Yeah. It kind of puts me on edge a little bit. It sounds like a tornado. It doesn't really sound like a tornado siren, but you know what I a mean? A little bit. Yeah, it it, it is reminds siren-y. me because we live alarm. in like a tornado area. It's very alarm and it. Yeah, we know. have to hear it every Wednesday. Yeah, I hate it. Yep, they test it every Wednesday. 
Sorry about the rushed letter. I want to make it. I want to make a 415 movie. Talk to you guys soon. The Beekeeper, by the way, Godzilla minus one isn't in theaters anymore. I've got the same complaint. I want to see Godzilla minus one. And it's I not, offered I can't to go screen, to the black and white version going, with you. I'm not that was going, at the Alamo. I'm not going to a decolorized movie when I haven't even seen the color version. People have said it looks awesome. I'm not a fan of that gimmick, by the way. Okay. Either shoot it on black and white film or don't have black and white at all. That's all I'm saying. Or be like Chris Nolan and have both. True. Um, that's it from Tim. Thank yeah. you, Tim. Thank you, As Tim. Always. The beekeeper. You'll uh, write back and tell us how the beekeeper was. <laughs> Someone in our Discord was like, it was bad. And I, I assumed it was bad. Some might be into that sort of thing. Here's a tip, kids. I'm going to tell you this as an old person, but movies, usually, most of the time, movies released in January and even February are shit. Is dumping, it is the dumping, dumping time. time whenever dumping the studios are like, okay, we got all of our uh, Oscar fare out in the fall, and now we're going to get all this stuff, but we're just going to throw it out there. And so usually it's not good. So just a tip. This is the movie that had the trailer with the this cinematic head like a hole, by the way. Yeah. So I'm wondering how much head like a hole was in the movie. Probably none. Probably I think none. someone said yeah. that it's just a trailer thing, but not sure. All right. Out of emails until we, uh, we still need emails about. Well, hold on. What? I'll talk about that at the end. Okay. Okay. Have we pretty much said what we wanted to say about with teeth though? Um, my, I just took a long time there, uh, to say my final thoughts. I think I got off my chest what I wanted to say. I would say it is, I think, um, my big thing is like the fact that I just actually wanted to listen to it the other day. Yeah. I think that means something. I haven't had, since we stopped talking about the album, I have not had the urge to go back and listen. So maybe that says something as well. It doesn't say that I hate it, not at all. It probably just says that I'm sick of listening because of all the podcast listening I did. <laughs> and I'm not a, a million repeat listener. Blake and I are definitely on opposite ends of yeah. how we listen to music. Uh, I am someone who can listen to the same album over and over and over, maybe even 10 times the same day. Maybe I've done that before with a lot of albums. I mean, who knows? I'll be like, well, I, that's my album listen for this year. Yeah. See you next year with Keith. <laughs> Blake will, uh, I think he's come home before and I'll be blasting um, Norman fucking Rockwell, which is again. like one of my favorite albums. And Blake is like, you're listening to this again? And I'm like, you know, you can listen to a record more than one time. Like... Although, after a while, those records can but be worn out. I'm going to wear out that NFR. Yeah, you really are. Yeah. But it's just a great album to listen to and sing along to. I love it. Um, one thing that I wanted to talk about real quick is just I kept calling it CD Now on our last bonus ep, but it was not CD Now. I kept calling it CD Baby, weirdly. <laughs> but it turns out that's a website. CD Now was a website. From the 90s, oh. probably purchased by Amazon at some point. I used to go to CD I did now. Too. That's why I called it that. I used to, because if I made decent grades, because my <laughs> grades were 
when I was younger, I made really, really good grades. But around eighth, ninth grade, I started tanking. Tanking. And so if I made A's or B's in a subject, then my mom would buy me import CDs and I would order them from that's CD a good, now. That's a good reward. That's yeah, a good motivator. For every A and B, I think I got one. So I, I had a lot of like, at that time I was really into Nin and Beck and uh-huh. Garbage. So um, the only ones I really remember, I had some Nin singles um, and then I had a bunch of Beck because I loved Beck. So, but The show is called CD UK. Do you know what it stands for? Compact Disc United <laughs> Kingdom. Got it. <laughs> Countdown. Are you kidding me? United Kingdom. No. Okay. Well, I was pretty close. Pretty yeah. close. So this, it didn't run for a long time. I think it ran for like eight years. But. It's better than TRL. Actually, I don't know how long TRL. And they also rebooted TRL, I think. Yeah, that probably didn't take. I can't remember. Look, if there is. I never watched TRL, so I don't know why I'm about to say what I almost said. Anyway. I almost said if there's no Carson Daly, then I'm not, I don't want to be involved. But then I realized I never watched TRL anyway. A weird British rare TV appearance of Nine Inch Nails. That's right. Since the TV appearances are not very frequent, this is not a band that whenever they release a new album, they go on Letterman and they go on SNL and they Absolutely go on not. Leno. This is not their thing. Jimmy Kimmel, if you're lucky. Well, they could go on. on That was only one time. So I am going to pull it up. Okay, so this performance was in 2005. Some of our younger UK listeners, I think like Robbie, maybe, maybe I'm wrong on that. But they, when they were writing in about their first experiences with Nin, a lot of them come back to this performance. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. So. And it's such a weird one. So Blake and I are going to watch it and talk about it as we go. But what's really weird is I think Reznor's outfit. That His outfit is nuts. He would never wear this stateside. He <laughs> thought we were never going to see this. This was his white button down era. It's not only that it's a white button up. He's also wearing shades. <laughs> shades on stage indoors. Something that he's not Maybe exactly Maybe he was known sleepy for. and had some bags under his eyes. This is his sober era. He's, he's healthy. This is his swole healthy he's also so he's swole he's also got the the curtain bangs he's got the haircut the curtain bangs he's got the haircut Mm -hmm. the part the middle part i don't like the middle part i like the side part but i'll talk about that go ahead go ahead okay are you ready yeah Those sunglasses are so like Audis. There's, I can't even. Is there a chain link fence between them and the audience? It looks like it. I compared this to the Dance Party USA appearance a little bit, but at least they're really playing the song live. So we do have J. Rome Dylan on the drums here, not Priest. Reznor's hair is parted on the side, not down the middle. Okay, I misremembered. He's got a little bit of bedhead. He's got very much bedhead. Aaron North's hair a lot shorter than uh, beside you in time. This crowd. (laughs) They're kind of doing the fake TV excitement. The crowd. 
think the chain link. Yeah, what? I, I don't think it separates them from the audience. No. It's just uh, like, it's like around. On the sides. It's on the sides and the back. It looks like. Yeah, yeah. But the camera keeps looking through the chain link like that's some kind of badass imagery, I guess. The shades are killing me. Think he's embarrassed? Is that why he's got the shades on? No, I'm telling you, I'm thinking. I think he was a sleepy dude on tour, or maybe all the lights are bugging him. Who knows? Maybe, but he's no stranger to having bright lights on stage. Maybe he had LASIK. <laughs> he had it that morning. Yeah. Have you ever seen the video for "Love Is the Drug" by Roxy Music? I uh, can't remember. Well, it, anyway, Brian Ferry's wearing like a an eye patch mm. with like <laughs> bandages underneath it, and people thought it was maybe a fashion statement, but he literally had had like some kind of eye surgery wow. or something, and had to film the video. So. That's why uh, David Bowie wore an eye patch too. <laughs> Little Alessandro, not seeing him much, but he's there. Where's Jordy? They're not showing him a lot. The the logo, the bug for CD colon UK is the most 2000s thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like this sleek, silvery 3D uh, graphic. It's such a wholesome, wholesome appearance. That was a cool little camera move. They just flew in from overhead from way back. They got some serious crane work. I will say this is very stylishly shot yeah, for a live super stylized. Yeah. It's like about a 10 camera shoot. <laughs> some big cranes. <laughs> Rob Sheridan wished he had this shit. Yeah. Okay. Starting to go into to reptile almost. Okay. Too weird to not talk about. All right. Any final thoughts on the With Teeth era? Or do you think we've... We've exhausted almost everything. I think so. So hopefully um, I can coordinate something with my wonderful co-host, Katie, for a fashion ep um, to have to drop in the bonus feed next week. Fashion highlights... Uh, including the CD UK appearance. <laughs> sure. But also uh, the fragile era because we did not get to do that. Yeah, Katie, you slacked on this. My friend Katie's a superhero who kind of has a job where she has to go to places and save lives and travels a lot. So I guess. She doesn't have a fake email job like me. Like <laughs> She's got a real job. Um, so sometimes it's hard to coordinate. Uh, but yeah, she's so. also a podcaster, though. How does she fit it all in? That's what I want to know. She's a fucking superhero. I, I don't just know said how that. people do it. I don't know. So that's one thing that's coming up because we are going to be taking a little break, like we usually do between eras, to one take a little break. That's <laughs> our vacation, okay? <laughs> don't criticize. And it. we're not going anywhere because staycation. Mm -hmm. All I ever wanted. <laughs> but it also gives us time to start uh, kind of outlining and figuring out the next era yeah. of episodes, which it's is obviously take, year zero, which is going to be kind of a big one. We'll take some prep. Yeah. I got to prep the audio, make new mashups. Mm -hmm. But we will be back in 
March for one special episode. Um, that will be on the main feed, and it's going to be out on March 8th, and that is a 30th anniversary of the Downward Spiral episode, which makes me feel like right now I feel like my bones turning to ash and like crumbling as I say that. Feel like, like I feel so old. Dracula when he gets staked in the heart and crumbles into dust. <laughs> That's how I feel hearing that it's that TDS is 30 years old. Yeah, it's it's everything it's a I like bonkers. is now 30 years old. It's true. It sucks. 1994, very very important year to music and a very formative year for myself, but mm-hmm. uh, probably for a lot of people. Um a lot of big albums dropped that year. And I've been trying to listen to every single album released in 1994. I am skipping some, but it's Jessica's I'm doing big it. Instagram project. So you should go follow her. Look, the main reason I'm doing this, and I'm going to give it to you straight, <laughs> it is to take my mind mm. off of, okay, it is to keep me from my constant doom scrolling mm. and to take my mind off the upcoming election. In the States here. In case you guys don't live in the States, we're a fucking mess right now. We've always been a mess, but yeah. we're really messy right now. And it's, We're a messy bitch right now. It's embarrassing, and it's shameful, and it's whatever it is. Anyway, it doesn't I'm glad matter. I'm, I'm glad I'm so dumb. I can just not think about it. <laughs> well, I wish I had. <laughs> I wish I was a himbo, but I'm not. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm not a himbo. But, um... Yeah, so that's one reason I started doing this is to just kind of take my mind off everything. But also, it's like having recovered memories of the life I, you know, the person I used to be before. Weird. Before 1994. It's really weird. 1994 was when I discovered. The inner child. Yeah. Stop that. He is having a fit. So, everyone. Anyway, so. To. You don't have to follow me. But also, it's kind of embarrassing, not going to lie. But also, um, for our TDS episode, yeah, one thing that we're going to do, we know for sure, is we want to have a fan episode. So we would love for you to send us your thoughts about the Downward Spiral, you know, how it's affected you, has it changed you, is it a formative album for you? Just anything. Anything. Do you hate it? Maybe you hate it. Maybe you think it's an overrated pile of turds. I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of old PHM stands who never could get on board with it. But <laughs> not not many others would feel that way. So please send us your voice memos, your voice messages. Um Yeah, you could do audio or an email. Yeah, if you're feeling a little shy. One of us will read it. We've already got some audio and sent to us. And we love that because we can just hit play and we get to hear your nice voice. And Mm -hmm. we don't have to – I get to rest my voice. Mm -hmm. So – My instrument needs lots of rest. Either way, whether it's a voice message or whether you want us to read it for you, please make sure you send it to nailedpod at Mm gmail.com. Mainly because we don't have to look 500 different places for it. Yeah. So if you just DM me or Blake or message us in Discord, yeah, it it could get lost. It could get forgotten. Um, So please just make sure you send it to our email address. And that email address, again, is nailedpod at gmail.com. 
And if you could get that in by what, middle of February ish? Yeah. Let's say by February 20th. By the end of February is fine. Yeah. That way we can, yeah, cut on February. We're no strangers to last minute. Last minute happens. Um, but please, I think it will be a very interesting episode. Yeah. Did I say thank you to Pyract on the last episode? I did. You did about the book. It was a bonus app, I think, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the bonus feed, I said thank you to uh, listener Pyract, who runs the nindestruct.com amazing website where I get so many audio resources for the show sent us this amazing book that he had printed. It's a TDS art book that he did for the 30th anniversary. Just want to say thanks again. I'm going to post pictures of it to Instagram as soon as I can take some quality well-lit photos of it. But it's got, it's like a coffee table style book with the photography from the era. It looks awesome. Yeah, it's really, really cool. So thank you again mm-hmm. for that, Pyract. Wow. I can't think of anything else. I can't either. Stay tuned for year zero, but it'll be a little bit. Those will come out in April. Because like we normally do in March, we'll be taking time to go through some of our patron episodes. We will have patron picks, which is where we let uh, subscribers to Patreon pick topics Mm -hmm. uh, of whatever they want. So we try to do that when we're on a little hiatus because our palettes are a little cleared and some of these mm-hmm. topics, they don't necessarily have to do with the eras we're working on. So right. it's, it's a good time to uh, to work on those. Um, and sometimes it's wacky stuff that isn't nan at all, like when we did Tweaker, and, which is related, but mm-hmm. or Skinny Puppy or remember when we... Numbers, the club yeah. in Houston. That was, a, that was a fun app to do too. Yeah, that was a different one. Yeah. That was from Christian. Mm-hmm. Do we have any new Patreon subscribers to oh, thank yeah. before we go? For sure. We have a few, I should think. So thank you, new subscribers to the Patreon uh, field. Ken McClintock, Robert, Darren, and Dahlia. Sorry, it's been a while since I read any names. So thank you to all subscribers. And if you want to be like them and get twice the content, patreon.com slash nailedpod. And all of our stuff is at nailedpod.com. Social. Can you read the entire uh, address, please? HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash www dot link tr dot ee slash nailed pod see nailedpod.com is just a redirect to our link tree we don't it's not really a website at all it just points to a link tree with all of our stuff on it it's a pretty cool little site um ooh, i gotta update the link tree page with year zero art but we don't (laughs) it's way too early for that because we don't have that art yet that'll be fun though when i get to re re re-upholster everything with the new art it's always a fun time 
And Tim always sends us uh, Christmas cards. Mm-hmm. So last year he sent a really cool card where he had photoshopped Oscar in with, I believe, <laughs> the entire Nin crew yeah. from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, that uh, was great. Yeah. And this year it was a uh, Year Zero themed card. Yep. So it was very cool. We need to start putting Oscar in all the album art. <laughs> like... Uh, one of like our he's driving the car. Yeah, one of our friends. Uh, I'll just say, just number two, photoshops her a very adorable dog in mm. album covers, and I love it. There's so many Jesses. I was wondering who who you were gonna say. <laughs> There's a lot of us. We're everywhere. Okay. Well, thanks everyone. That's been that's a wrap on that era. Thank you for joining us through it. We hope to see you in the next era. So long, and thanks for all the sake. Didn't that make you feel better? Oh, my sake's all gone.
stop that. <laughs>